so um, let's uh, just deal with the young people for a second here. Um, I suppose because I'm in a different uh, ecosystem, uh, let me actually just say, if it's encouraging, if, if you actually go back a couple of decades here, they were they were quite clueless about the uh, about where to go next uh, with the arts. Uh, so um, there are times where I'm trying to get it across, especially to young younger Zambians, that uh, you're actually not as far behind as you think you are. Uh, it's just that for me, who's sitting here, you you might look like you're facing the wrong direction sometimes. And if that energy was used and facing the right direction, there's nothing that's going to stop you actually getting to where it is you're trying to go. So um, there's, there's definitely a lot of um, positive energy that's out there in Zambia. A lot of people trying to do things, but there's a lot of frustration. And for some young people, I guess here comes one of the common questions is um, they feel to a certain extent that they tend to get excluded when it comes to things that are actually going to impact them. So when it comes to the arts, uh, how can they actually reach out to you in the same way that uh, you might have identified uh, your Coppola people? I'm saying there are a lot of different groupings of young people. So uh, the fact that you identify one group will not necessarily get you into uh, all the different types of groups that are there. So I've, I've heard that you are looking at perhaps having some kind of organization under your umbrella, but that's for the future. I'm saying for right now, these young artists who are out there, how do they get to you so that you actually know what it is that they're dealing with, looking for, what kind of things they're involved with, because their equipment's going to differ. It's like looking at the music industry. What what somebody who's dealing with uh, one type of music needs is not necessarily the same thing that you know the next person needs. Some young producers are happy enough with just computer and work in the box, for example. Whereas um, for others, they may want to actually combine uh, digital and analog and have things that can actually, you know, record. Uh, they might be much more specific about the kind of sounds that they want to record. Um, so for you who has all of this on your huge, huge umbrella, what is there right now for young people who want to actually interact with you? Okay, thank you. Yeah, so the... The question of young people actually is, is a very big, big question. Uh, and, and maybe uh, I'm a public servant myself. I, I operate in a specific place. Uh, there's this open door policy. Uh, if you call me, I'll pick up the call, things like that. But why are young people not able to, to access me? Why are young people able to, to reach my office? Uh, is it the programming? Because in my programming, I can't do it if I don't know what young people are actually uh, thinking about. Uh, uh, if and and these young people are very determined. Uh, yeah, they, they are frustrated, yes, but they are very determined. You find they organize themselves. They will do events. They will do all kinds of things without anyone even bothering to to support them. They found their way of, of doing it. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's difficult really to to. To tap into that, uh, uh, but one thing which I have found very useful uh, working as an arts administrator, really, uh, for a government agency, is that uh, you need to be very, very flexible. I'll give, I'll tell you something. Uh, when we are doing a policy, when we are developing a policy in government, at least as far as I've come to understand now, uh, you have to communicate formally every time. 
So even when you are inviting people to these things, you must write to them, they must receive the letter, because when they, they are approving the policy, they need to see that you actually invited people, there was a formal gathering, uh, and, and those kinds of things. But um, every time uh, we travel, like nowadays when we travel, uh, I make it a point to encourage a lot of outside the formal sort of uh, setup because that's why you get a bit more 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 things from from young people uh, so if you go for like you go for a gathering i remember in the gathering i think we're in Sanfia, and uh, you 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 quickly identify the young people there who are really outside the circle and you take an interest in their work and you reach out outside you find they'll even be more open uh, when you, you are at the studio than if they are you are in a meeting so it's it's really to to find the flexibility uh, and 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 uh, and uh, and try to reach them in that way so what is what is there for young people nothing much in terms of uh, from our end really uh, unfortunately uh, uh, there isn't much because we we've not had an opportunity to uh, to plan for them we used to work with young people a few years back, but they've sort of fallen off the radar and either they've grown and they feel that, uh, that is not very important. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we haven't done much. Uh, we, we would be very interested to support young people if they came through, but uh, if they, they are not able to come through, it becomes a bit more, more, more difficult. So I think for me, uh, it would be interesting to hear from people around the, the, the table some of their experiences. Uh, I mean, most uh, some of them were young or were still young. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, yeah, it's um, it's it's a bit uh, it's a big question, really. It's a big question, and I hear it everywhere nowadays in government. What do we do with young people? What's the plan for young people? Because that's the question. Uh, our population is made up of young people. The, the Zambia demographic uh, uh, survey, the one for the last one, the one for 2020 or 2021, I think, uh, estimates about 85% of the people in the arts are young people. Uh, so it's a very serious uh, situation. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will be handing over to them. I just thought if I can get the uh, two grouping, two grouped questions through first, uh, it might make it easier. Uh, again, this one is on young people. Uh, this one refers to uh, game makers. It's actually a combination from both the game and the uh, music side. Uh, but as it covers something like film as well, I I'd like to ask, because you've got eight uh, organizations underneath you and uh, for some people they find that their um, needs fall under more than one of the organizations that you have so how soon do you think it will be before you have something that people who are in some of the newer industries for example uh, will find platforms created because uh, as it is with young people if there is not uh, something that they feel is there to support them. They do go looking for it uh, elsewhere. They're not you know, afraid to go searching. Uh, and, uh, and a good chunk of them will wind up online trying to find uh, answers from other places. So they have, uh, I have a lot of respect for people who you know, will go out of their way to try to do things. There's no issue with that. But uh, I'm specifically looking at the Arts Council to say that 
there is a range that you don't actually deal with. But how soon do you think uh, some of these new areas might be dealt with? I think the future will just be what services can we provide. Uh, because um, when we did the, a study with the EU, I think uh, it was published in 2019, I can share the, the report. Um, they are finding was that uh, we should really focus on more the service delivery than the than the, the grouping. Uh, and when you travel, again, I'm giving an example. Fortunately, I, I traveled. I haven't traveled in a long time, so I traveled the past week. And a lot of young people, I, I remember like in Mpushi, you ask them, so where do you learn uh, these things you do? Where do you learn how to use this camera? Oh, I just Googled online. Is YouTube. We've been learning from YouTube for the past, I don't know. Yeah, and that's what young people are doing. So they're just going to YouTube, they're learning, and then they're building their skills like that because there's no training and uh, many other things are missing. And I think for, for the creatives, the young people especially, their frustration is even worse because the other young people, they have an opportunity to be included in a skill center or in a youth resource center and that kind of space. And now that we're in the middle of youth sport and that, there's been discussions of uh, expanding uh, offerings in these centers so that the creatives also can have an opportunity. Because gaming, um, I was reading an article that was saying the African gaming industry is one of the fastest growing around. Uh, it will even bring in more money than than even other, other art forms that are there. So, I mean, a few years ago, I mean, now it looks uh, unrealistic because we will not have that opportunity. A few years ago, we didn't know that film would be bringing more money than music. And this is what is happening. In Zambia now, film is more happening than, than music. So, yeah, those are... Uh, so, I, I, I hope that uh, the future will not be about groupings. I think the future will be about what services we can we can offer. Uh, uh, we were joking before we started the interview with, uh, with Edward uh, where he said uh, things are never uh, they're not going back uh, they're not the same yeah I think things will never be the same the world has changed the world has changed things will never be the same I was reading a few days ago uh, one of our pay channels for example they are having a lot of trouble uh, because people are not just subscribing are not just doing those things that we used to do. Yeah, so things have changed and we need to move with, with that change, yeah. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, the last one I'll actually ask um, probably goes back into the same one. Uh, I'll just say for the record that um, here in the United Kingdom, I think the game industry now makes uh, more money than the film and uh, music industry combined. So that will give you an idea of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it it, it is. And um, African game industry is, is one of those that is is being poised for great things. Because for, for the Western game stories, we've, we've seen all the game stories, we've read right. them, but the African one, it's not yet known. Well, that's, yeah. why, that's why everyone's trying to come in and uh, uh, pretty much uh, get those stories out of you. <laughs> but, the, but yeah, the point being, the... the uh, Game industry, though, however, as much as I'm saying game industry still um, utilizes the skills of your uh, graphics and music and, you know, in some cases, film as well, 
uh, art. It still utilizes a combination of uh, different skills. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, coming to me for music because they wanted music to climb. And at the time I didn't quite get why until I realized that um, the game they were uh, creating was called Assassin's Creed and it was all about climbing. So a lot of these uh, developers, they spend a lot of time <laughs> climbing uh, and, and programming what they're doing. But it was uh, also how I suppose I met a lot of the people that I would go on to uh, tap into and utilize because they, they have a lot of free time in between things. They work on games like films for, for a very long time. So uh, I think when they started to realize what I was doing with my prototype and things, it became very easy uh, to tap into a lot of the people from within the gaming industry because they realized what it was I was going to do with a storyteller prototype. So um, I would say that I wouldn't quite close off any of the creative industries as we see it. And I certainly would definitely not close off our cultural uh, industries or heritage. I think that they are all uh, valid and they all have a space. What I worry about more is also what the next question is probably on, which is um, the innovation and inventions that are actually coming through uh, and the copyright designs or copyright assets that people are creating and how they are protected because this is what all our creatives are actually relying on uh, in order for them to go on and trade, be it internationally, be it locally, be it even just cultural exchange. It doesn't really matter what it is. There is a, a lot of leaking of revenue going on because um, of the, I suppose, the protection of creative assets in particular. So what do you actually have as a National Arts Council to offer um, young people who want to know uh, more about how to protect their creative assets because this is the difference between um, <laughs> the life they're currently living and the reality that will be theirs in, in the next five years. So uh, they're either going to wind up having made a lot of other people very wealthy or Zambia will be sitting there uh, knowing that they're starting to utilize their stories and their copyright assets as uh, their own little gold mines. No, no, I've, I've, I've gotten it. Yeah. So basically, in terms of um, protecting uh, the copyright or IPP, as, as we call it, uh, most of our work is signposting. Uh, by signposting means we 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 facilitate the, the the linkage to the places where they might get some protection. Uh, most of the IPP is being dealt with under PACRA, because. Uh, uh, previously, some of it was in MIBS, and so they moved everything into PACRA. But within PACRA, there, there are a lot of uh, uh, gaps uh, which have happened. So music music is, 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 is well, well sort of uh, protected on paper. But for, for other things like designs, um, the whole process is tedious, it's costly, and it, um, it's, it's, yeah it's a, a bit of a challenge. But uh, what has happened um, as National Council, we've been uh, participating in the in the policy or legal reform process that has been happening within the wider IPP uh, uh, dynamics. So one of the things that has emerged, for example, is uh, the Movable Properties uh, Act, which was done recently, uh, which sort of gives recognition to most of the things that we deal with. 
uh, in the in the art. Uh, it's it's a law that recognizes um, artwork, particularly artwork or art designs, uh, as assets. Uh, and uh, in theory, you can go to the bank and say, "Here, I have a painting. Uh, can I get a loan based on the painting?" And the bank will say, "Okay, yes, mm-hmm. we can do it." Because mm-hmm. previously, most of the loans, uh, only asset was land or vehicles or a house or something. But uh, with Movable Properties Act, uh, there's been that opportunity. So most of our, our work has been in terms of, of signposting uh, and also facilitating uh, uh, collection studies. So right now, one of the things that even if your work is collected, for you to monetize it, it's very difficult because when you have two collecting societies, one is for for music, Zamcops, the other one is for for graphic rights, the, the mostly writers, photographers, and uh, visual artists. Uh, but if you talk of film, or or and when you go into the space of games and many other things that are happening, really the the, the protection is is, is is very weak. So I feel when we talk of the, the virtual platform that we're talking about, I think those become very important in uh, documenting what we have. Mm-hmm. So that, um, uh, because you can start by just documenting and then later on you can figure out the way of protecting. Uh, I, I've heard recently, uh, the people here on the platform can confirm that no matter how many likes you have, for example, on YouTube, you, you, the Zambian accounts are not monetized. <laughs> all the Zimbabwean right. accounts someone dies. I don't know the, yes. the science around that. Mm-hmm. But all these are things which are putting us in a very difficult uh, space, especially our creative. So, uh, we, we, as I said at the beginning, it's really a catch-up game mm-hmm. because um, by the time we are catching up, people have already made millions from uh, our own work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Uh, I did actually have uh, one person who asked a question, but uh, it, was, it seems to be more gender and uh, rights-based. But uh, as sound rights uh, for women have been part of the uh, uh, thing I've been dealing with with intellectual property, I'll just uh, quickly ask his question. And then uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll open it up to everyone. Is that all right with you? Very good. I would want to hear from them. I'm sure from what I'm saying, a lot of questions are coming up. <laughs> I'm sure they I would are. want to hear. I would want to hear them. And uh, I, I, I think it. I think it's actually um, most fair that the people who are actually here uh, ask. I, I thought he'd be signing on. Um, so um, if you actually go around, then I'll, I'll I'll find his question and ask it at the end. Shall we do it that way? That, that would be a lot more respectful because uh, yes, 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 I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yes, okay. yeah, that's good. All right. So, um, uh, it's not if uh, I think Kandu asked me on the side. So, uh, if we have one, Kandu go first, and then Esnala, would that be all right? Let's start with those two. Yes, that's fine. Thank you. All right. Okay. Hi. I hope I'm audible. Yes, you are. Okay. Hi. Very Thank you audible. so much. Yeah, very okay. Great. Um, okay, so my name is Nkandu, and I was referred to this meeting by a friend of mine. His name is Mutande. I don't know if he's on this meeting as well. Um, um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, facilitating it. <coughs> um, so just 
before I ask my question, I'm just going to give a background about myself. My name is Nkandu and I am a lawyer particularly very interested in intellectual property rights and most importantly i'm a rapper so i'm an artist as well um i also consider myself somewhat of uh someone who's uh put herself in an administrative position with regards to um uh, music management uh, so quite recently, uh, I started um, a movement called Music 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 Movement Zambia, um, and I also am currently in the process of creating an application that I hope I can uh, can be used to collect uh, royalties for artists in Zambia. Um, so when i was asking uh the artists so i had a, a wide array of artists that were in the group that i have right now which i hope to make a cooperative somewhere during this month and whatnot um i asked them what they thought the biggest challenges that they had being artists in zambia was um most of them obviously coming from artists was the biggest challenge that they had was remuneration you know collecting royalties and things like that um even with the knowledge that there is a collecting organization being zamcops they feel like um the body is defunct right so i wanted to know uh, for research purposes for my application um if the issue has with collecting uh, royalties has been say maybe one of a technological nature or something else um yeah yeah i think that's that's mainly my question yeah thank you okay mr chikendi can i can uh, yeah thank you thank you for that insightful the presentation and then the question I, I i hope we can uh, link up i would be interested to hear more about that uh, definitely i've actually um i watched you on uh pilato you and pilato had a conversation so that's where I, I think i watched that video and i even started following you on linkedin and i think i scrolled the sentry of edukas on facebook of the technology uh i think it's just a question of uh, the the platform is very different from what the organization was set for uh as, as i have said it before like for the national council of zambia and many other institutions public institutions now uh the the the, the transition to quickly adapt uh, to respond to the clients we are serving is where the the, the major issue is because the people we are dealing with are, are more advanced yeah so it's so it would be interesting uh, for those uh, uh, platforms because i've i've heard a lot of uh, and i've seen i even bought myself a lot of music from these platforms where i can buy music uh, but the issue of royalties has not really uh, been addressed there's one gentleman we had a discussion with about royalties 
but there was a lot of resistance uh, from within the, the system then. Uh, so I, I feel it's it's uh, it's those opportunities that we can look at. Zamkops has a lot of experience with the royalties, but they may need a lot of support in terms of expanding their reach. Uh, and your app is one place which you can use. And because they have a huge database of about six thousand, about ten thousand members, I think twelve thousand members. So your app can even tap into the, into that that space as well. Yeah. So those are the things we need to think about. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think it's a technology issue. I think it's an organizational issue where the organization needs to expand to, to reach other people. Yeah. So, uh, so let's let's yeah yeah that would be my thought. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very very much. Thank you that. Uh quite answers my question. If I could ask another one, just before um, Esnala goes, I don't know if that's okay. Perfectly fine. Yeah, with me, it's okay. With me, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here, it's very nice and cozy, I can I can handle. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, my next question would be, for, so for the organization that I'm trying to um, come up with, it was supposed to be i want to know what do you think would be the best way to register it because um so we've been thinking about doing like getting an arts promoter's license as well as um uh as a cooperative and things like that so i wanted to know uh, because the main the main purpose of the group or the movement is so as to facilitate rights for rappers and artists and singers and yeah. uh, other bodies that are ancillary to the music industry. So, yeah, what would be your thought on that? Yeah, I, I think it's always safe to start as a society. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, start as a society. And when you really understand, that's when you can... Because the levels of compliance for society are lower than the levels of society for, I mean, compliance for, for say, a business. Because when you register as a business, uh, people may not trust. Uh, uh, when you register as a company, people may be a bit suspicious. Uh, but I know Zamcops is now used to be a society, but it was turned into a company. So it's a company, actually. Uh, by oh, interesting. Or something, yeah. So I feel you can start as a society, and then maybe move to a cooperative. Uh, but it depends. Depends. It depends. Because uh, you don't want to be drowned in compliance issues. Because the moment you register uh, ZRA kicks in, <laughs> and royalties are trapped about uh, is it 20% or 15% VAT. Um, and we've been pushing that's one thing we've been pushing every year to ask that it should be removed from the taxes because every royalty because your royalty as a musician is treated the same way as a royalty for a consultant or I mean as a fee for a consultant or anything and then they get 15% which is quite huge amount especially in the in the wake of, of pirates so that would be my thought, but uh, maybe if I look more at the paperwork, I can see. So I'll try to look for you and maybe we can link up and make a plan. Yeah, that would be so great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Robin. No, no problem. Okay. Esnala, you're up. Hi. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to start with a really short introduction. Um, just for those who don't know me, I am Esnala Banda. I am 
an author. I have two published anthologies of poetry out. I am also um, a practicing journalist and a writer and a photographer and a bunch of other things. Um, this is more of a contribution than a question. I have a small question, but like right at the end. But I want to bring it back to game development and the gaming scene. Mm. Um, I have, I guess it would be some updates um, for you, Mr. Chipindi, that you might not be aware of. Um, so when you look at the young people, as you call them, and their interests, and um, I would like to just highlight... <laughs> I would just to highlight, like to highlight um, that there is a very big, I, we, we call it nerd culture in Zambia. So a lot of people who are interested in, you know, in books, in reading, writing, yes, yes, anime, yes, yes. Um, you know, gaming and all of these. So we have an actual community existing on the ground that the National mm -hmm. Arts Council is able to tap into. So for example, this is about, I think it should be, Onachi, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it should be like maybe the sixth or seventh installment of Lusaka Comic Con that is going to be happening on the 5th of November um, this year. It's been mm -hmm. happening since about 2015, 2016, somewhere there where everybody gets together and then there's a lot of, you know, the young artists, there's some bands that are out there like you know you'll be able to meet the new new wave zamrock people for example like stasis spray who are doing absolutely amazing work i mean they've been opening for uh, people like jagari chanda and the witch in the last concert that they had in october so there's a lot of these young people a lot of um, people doing amazing things so like i mentioned the nerdotaku there's Procerium, which deals with game development as well, with a large focus on um, girls. And you, every year there is a, um, they have a, what is it called? Uh, well, they have a day where they do game development. So they, they, they teach um, people how to create a game from like start to finish. They do that every year. So there's a lot of these collectives. And I feel like if we are able to, as collectives, even have a bit of an easier audience with you, you'll be able to also tap into these events. For example, like I'm pretty sure that a lot of people on this platform right now aren't aware, A, that Zambia hosted um, in the cinemas for the first time. Like it was one of the a really, really big event for us was having an anime movie showing in the cinemas. Yes, it was Japanese, but it was super, super awesome. And then now that has opened the door for an actual, the first Zambian anime to show in cinemas on the 30th of July. It's called The Super, created by Zambians, voiced by Zambians, written and developed from scratch. So, you know, there's people doing amazing things that I think we can definitely tap into. I know you... Um, mentioned an issue of being able to find the young people who a you can work with but also further develop their skills but i think if we can work on a way to create a particular kind of synergy where a you are aware of the arts that are on the ground that people are actually interested in and b figure out how to do capacity building so that the people who are making these great strides in these particular industries are able now to not only you know teach people who are coming after them you know each one teach one but also be able now to also show you their capacity and also show you why this is important and these particular arts that are out there so you also have a better understanding of i would say who we are as a young nation of creatives coming up and in terms of my question, um, I still don't know if it's actually a question or a, what do you call it? 
or another contribution but i do feel the national arts council needs to do a bit more when it comes to transparency and communication um i will highlight very specifically um the ngoma awards 2020 which have not happened and we're in 2022 however ever since the last submissions that people have done um and I'm speaking on behalf of the people who actually did make submissions. There's been no particular update as to, okay, sure, there's there's some challenges and complications, but nobody has told us, okay, this isn't going to happen for A, B, C, D. Or maybe even if you say it's just it's postponed there's been no notice or anything like that and i know we've had a conversation about this but we've had no action and so that is my my issue you know we need to be able to if we're going to be able to if we have to be able to come to you and you know rely on the national arts council for policy rely on the Na national arts council for um you know support whether it comes to you know whether it be financial at a particular point or whether it just be capacity building and networking we have to be able to have clear communication. So what are you doing about creating better transparency between you as a policymaker and the people that regulate this particular space and us the artists who are out here trying to push our work? You know, I feel like um, it gives us a feeling of, um, I don't know, it's, it's very frustrating because of course we want to trust you, but we don't know really if you trust us to be enough to be able to tell us the truth or to be, you know, even honest enough to say that this is not going to happen at the moment. We are not sure when, but also it's not enough for you to just, you know, tell me as an individual what happens to the rest of the artist collective, you know, uh, because also even if I pass on that information, I might be a credible source to like one, two, three people, but beyond that wave and that circle, once it moves into the third, fourth circles, it now starts sounding like hearsay, you know, so we have a bit of a challenge in that particular front. So how do we fix our current problem with transparency and communication? in this regard thanks that's the question i know i've said a lot of things sorry i feel like clapping <laughs> <laughs> Yay. yeah thank you thank you first of all well done with the, the work you're doing i didn't know i only know you as a writer who, who won ngoma was Oh, uh, no, you so. used to know. <laughs> well, thank you. You so. used to know I now have another book, and both of them got uh, purchased by the Library of Congress this year. So, yay. Oh, yay. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You. Okay. Interesting. So, I, I, I think you were done. I would be interested to tap into that. Uh, unfortunately, it has to be like through this kind of platform uh, when there should be a system. Uh, in place that uh, is able to address those things. Uh, the last question is very important, um, transparency and communication. I think the biggest challenge we have is, is communication. Uh, in terms of transparency, we are a very transparent <laughs> organization, but uh, of course transparency is relative to uh, the, the, the level of um, uh, how people perceive it. But we are very transparent and we're very open. But uh, I think the biggest challenge we have is that of communication, where we, we, we may not be able to effectively communicate. And uh, part of it, uh, this issue of communication uh, 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 borders also on the, the resource capacity that we may have uh, as an organization. Uh, you find that um, uh, it it might be a bit uh, 
uh, a costly for us to do a proper uh, communication uh, system or strategy. So probably uh, if we invest in that aspect, we may improve our communication. But we are a transparent body, but it's a communication where we, we have a challenge. And the thing is that uh, the current system of the National Arts Council is that, for example, if I receive uh, an invitation, uh, say the Egyptian embassy uh, wants um, two young artists to attend a conference. Uh, I'm giving it as an example. Uh, I'm obliged to write to the eight associations uh, and tell them they are, they, this invitation, a new nominated artist to participate in that exhibition. Uh, already from that process, the formal channel, uh, already a lot of people are left out and they, 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 they are not part of, of the process. So you find that uh, in terms of the system, there's that inadequacy. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, at some point the issue of trust. Yeah, I don't think it should be a, 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 an issue of trusting you, trusting me, or you, me trusting you. I think there should just be a system uh, where we are able to uh, create an environment where we may not agree, we may not like each other, but we mutually exist and uh, recognize the different roles that we are playing. So I feel maybe with the policy that is uh, coming up, uh, I hope we can find time to tap into your network so that we can bring the views of young people on board in terms of how do they feel we need to communicate with them. Uh, I've, I've, in the last week, I've learned quite a lot. Uh, uh, I, was, uh, I was trying to communicate with artists in different parts of the country. And someone told me, oh, Adrian, why don't you just create a WhatsApp group? Uh, and uh, with that, I was able to reach to many artists, some I have never known uh, before or I've never met before. And they're doing a lot of great work. So, yeah, I think uh, so. It's, it's a capacity issue on one hand in terms of the, the systems and maybe the resources. But the, the policy we are developing, I feel is an opportunity for us uh, to create that, that opportunity. I can show you, uh, again, you said not just you. But I can share with you the efforts we are making uh, to uh, get uh, sufficient resources for us to really, uh, even in terms of the policy, have proper conversations about it. So that's why I was very excited when Robin said there could be an opportunity for us to have a conversation because I see it as an opportunity to reach more people and talk to more people. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's there. So I, I acknowledge uh, uh, that weakness that we have in terms of... Um, communication. In terms of transparency, we are very transparent, but um, uh, transparency is relative because uh, in terms of the people who formally I'm supposed to be transparent to, uh, I am transparent. But in terms of the stakeholders, especially the young people, they see me as being in this dark cloud, they can't access me, so probably that's where your, your point is. But I acknowledge the, the two points you've made. Then go my own, yeah. But uh, I mean, that was just an example. The the bigger issue is our communication capacity. I think so. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have a follow up to that? Yes, 
I do. Um, Please go for it. Thank you so much for your um, your responses, Mr. Chipindi. I just want to say, please do feel free to just hire me as a consultant. I work in marketing full time. I have there you go. Years experience in the I can help you with your communication problem. Onyeki is here as well, so we can definitely fix this problem. Um, I want to say, I just wanted to correct you and say it's not a matter of if you fix your communication, it's a matter of when. So how do we help you? How do we as artists help you communicate better? Maybe that should be the conversation we should strive yeah. to have. Yeah, I think yeah, I well, think that's the yeah, that's that's the that's the idea. Now, uh, you you said you can, I should hire you to fix the communication. In government these days, hiring people is very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? But you know, you never know. You it, must shoot it, your thought always. It's easier for me to look for money from my pocket than I, I give you than for me to say come and work here uh, for 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 the for the institution. But I think the key point is that let's work together. Uh, let's sit yes. down and see what we, what we are talking about. I think we can do it. Look, I think we can do it. Uh, let's do it. Okay, <laughs> I, think I think all of us are on board. Um, definitely, let's make a plan and see what we can do. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Mr. Chipiti. Uh, by the way, sorry, Robin. By the way, I think Esna uh, uh, also was not very transparent because I didn't know the other things she was doing. So, uh, I think this is a two-way thing. <laughs> I just feel like you know you can't tell someone everything at a go. We rarely bump into each other, but now that you know, I'm sure you'll be able to. Decide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I was going to say, with such a pending, if I go back in time, sorry, sorry, guys, I am older, but if I go back to the 2012-2013 sort of period of time, um. I think that uh, this would have been about the time uh, Pompey came out. And whatever had been happening musically before, suddenly something came through that had a great quality. This would be his first album, if I'm correct. Uh, I think I went to a concert of his and it was his first live performance a few months later. Sorry, in between, uh, I, I lost my brother, so I, I probably was not even in the right mode when I was there. However, when I was uh, the, the person who sat next to me at the concert, um, when she found out uh, I composed for film and TV and stuff, started talking to me about uh, games and this um, uh, small group of people who are growing with tech and games uh, within Zambia. And it's very unfortunate that uh, I was meant to meet her before I left. The point being, she introduced me to the fact that there were lots and lots of young people who were dealing with tech even back then, right? And who were already getting into the games thing. So when uh, Esnana mentioned 2015, I was kind of like, okay, that sounds about right. So I'm not sure if it was my 2013 trip or my 2015 trip, but one of them, um, there seemed to be a lot of young people even back then who were doing their own thing and they're growing uh, in terms of things and I went to some of these online platforms that you have the newspapers and I just started hassling them every day saying why are you paying no attention to the fact that you've got all these young people in tech and all these young people who are game makers and things so uh, do you think there's an element of um, the creative industries not being taken seriously from a, a business level because these are all billion 
billion dollar making industries that most of these people are in. And when I look at why Zambia has not done well, it goes right back down to, I suppose, rights management. Uh, some of the blockage is right within the ecosystem itself, but there's a, an even larger picture that um, the support that goes in does not start at uh, ground level. It's not being identified early enough. Some of these kids are already into it when they're at school, by the way. So it starts even earlier than that. So when, when you look at um, how you're separating it earlier, saying you had these streams where there's some professionals, some, you know, um, I think you call them amateurs. I'll say maybe hobbyists. Uh, when you have an ecosystem uh, and, and you decide that everybody has got the right to learn, which I think is enshrined into, in, in, sorry, in, 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 in human rights law, if I'm specific with the um, intellectual property laws, I think we're getting right down to the moral rights. The, the lawyer can uh, back me up on that one. But if you've got the right to create something uh, and you've got the right uh, of attributions, that attri attributions, is that the correct term? Yeah, where, where your name uh, gets to go on it. Or if you want to be anonymous, it can be anonymous. We need to be teaching some of this stuff to kids right down at classroom level, very, very early on. Um, so I, I think when I'm listening to this, I'm thinking if there had been more support within already in the school systems with how creativity is dealt with there, right how um, um do you not think that it would actually have been helping you identify as people come out of schools and they actually start thinking about the things that they want to do in life uh you'd already have an idea that there is interest in uh all these different things and then you know um the other part of it is i'm a very big believer in uh, uh creative and cultural exchange and i and i believe that people in zambia should get be getting more opportunities to come out of zambia and be in uh, in other environments that might be ahead, and that might be another way that they can catch up on things. There, uh, for me, I suppose with the digital infrastructure and the physical terms, I see no reason why I cannot tap into the networks here in order to have creative spaces that already exist that Zambia can use as Zambians. In other words, why can't Zambia creatively? I'm a, sorry, I'm a digital thinker. Zambia can be anywhere. So instead of worrying about my lighting or whatever's going on there, I think it should be running 24 seven. So sometimes some of these creatives need to be uh, able to operate even in the environments where they, these games will be sold into later on. Uh, it doesn't mean uh, anything aside from I'm shielding their intellectual property. I just think your, your intellectual property is yours. Uh, you, you travel with it. <laughs> you come into this environment, it's still protected as yours. Uh, you have access to that equipment and stuff that you need immediately instead of waiting for a situation where you're able to get the um, the uh, equipment that you require. Um, sometimes it's not just the equipment, it's also the environment and the network and the opportunity to go and see how other people are doing things. So I'm, uh, I'm wondering about um, how the national arts can actually start to help with artists and, and, and creative exhibition and things like that. Why can Zambia not have space? in the States or in, in South Korea or China or uh, the UK. Uh, why is it international companies can come into Zambia, but Zambians aren't thinking in, in those terms, in terms of the fact that they can have a UK base. So I, I, I want to obviously supply the digital version, but I only see myself as a transition person. It's just to help people get to that next level where they can handle it themselves. Similar to how um, Encounter wants a society um, and, and I will say society because that's the, the only uh, structure that I can see that uh, 
uh, is already you're you're already there. Is it only seven? I think you need in order to create a society, but it's it's much needed. If the intellectual properties are not being handled one way, uh, they can certainly be handled another. Nobody has to wait for Zamkops to you know uh, clean up its act. Although there are other things uh, in the environment that may not help you, but this is a digital world now. So I, I, I would definitely say go the society direction and just think digital. Uh, just think how you will deal with things up there. For the public spaces and performance spaces like that, you're not going to get around Zamcops there because I think there has to, a country has to have an organization which is its CMO. But everything else that's kind of happening around that, you can uh, certainly have your own organizations. I, I, I actually think there's not enough organizations in Zambia anyway. Um, there should be an audio engineer society. There should be a music management, the management thing. There should be uh, publishers. E everybody needs to have those groupings because that's how you work out the standardization of those rates you're talking about. Because to go into Zambia now, say every musician gets this amount, probably doesn't work as well as I guess um, had you kept your union. Um, standardized union rates um, are quite common. Like for example, here in the UK. Uh, the classical musicians are separated, and that's the same way I believe the cultural musicians in Zambia should be separated. There's a very respectful difference provided for that because they require different venues and, and different recording studios. And um, they, they, just like the cultural music in Zambia, it's the classical musicians whose music has gone into games and, and films and all sorts of things. It, it moves quite quickly. So exhibition is, is, <laughs> is a key thing for me. Uh, how can we get more Zambians out? So that's not just the Comic Con you're thinking about in Zambia now. It's the fact that you're you're coming out here as well and and representing Zambia uh, here and other places around where you you have groups that already understand what it is you're trying to do, but your country supports you. So uh, back in the day, I remember how everything that came through the door. Uh, a guy used to tell me at the local council that they'd get all these things come through. That would be these opportunities for. Uh, musicians to travel to these big events around the world and being invited to Montreal Festival and blah 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 and all these other things and you know what would happen every single time the government would send a Mayenge now if you're gonna send your cultural group to the jazz festivals and your jazz musicians are sitting down or you're sending or you're getting a hip-hop festival coming up and you're still gonna send a Mayenge it's it's very unfair for the other people within the society just because uh, one group is being tapped into all the time. So as a result of it, all these festivals stopped inviting Zambia because they felt that we didn't have uh, the jazz or the hip hop or the dance music people or whatever it was. And it was simply because our structure inside Zambia was not giving the opportunity to those who were in those different fields to actually travel. So um, I know it's, a, it's been a long one, but I guess my bottom line is how can we ensure that it's not just those eight within your system. Why can it not be public knowledge? Why can these opportunities, as they come out, not just be you know sort of like uh, advertised so that they are open to everyone and the the right people start to travel and represent Zambia?